Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we are going to be doing something that we did a while back, which was basically uh, rotating Sharon and Jared around. Um, they can both record at different times, so it'll be uh, interesting uh, being able to do this again. But uh, joining me first is Sharon. How's it going? Welcome back, Sharon. Um, thank you so much again for yesterday. So what Luis is referring to when he says thank you so much for yesterday is that there was a batch of us that sat in VIP section for the Wednesday night, the the game on the 28th, the loss that we incurred to Phoenix. But ahead of that was uh, just a nice little spread of food that we were able to enjoy and a couple free drinks each. And I think uh, people were donating free drink tickets to Rosa, and I think she was incredibly happy about that. So it was all good and uh there may still be some extra little drink coupons floating around so yes you are so welcome it was such a blast i wish i would have roamed around more but i was actually so tired i think i was just as tired as uh the team looked uh at the beginning of the match yesterday for the first half uh, the team looked kind of pooped except for a couple of folks like jacker did not look tired and uh Dami did not look tired. He looked like he wanted it. And of course, Connor Donovan did not look tired. Neither did, neither did Josh Bauer. But I mean, you know, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, and thank you so much for doing this podcast in pieces. And let me just say the word, Jared, I miss you right now because the chuckling in the background, I don't know, Luis, if there's a way to insert Jared's <laughs> chuckles just randomly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll find a way I'll, I'll make him laugh here later on so i can copy and paste that <laughs> <laughs> i know it'll be an editing nightmare for you and i so appreciate that <laughs> and the reason why Luis is doing this just so everybody knows is um my mother is visiting me and it it's a bit of us you know, once a month now since uh she's by herself she does run down to a couple of appointments that she takes care of down in Elk Grove. She lives elsewhere. She lives about an hour away. And it's just delightful to have her here. And so I had a little snippet of time. Luis squeeze is gonna is squeezing me in right now. And he'll uh, fit Jared in when he's available. And I really appreciate that, Luis. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, I, I wanted both of you to be on here. And I know y'all y'all weren't on here on the, on the previous one, and we can have one where one of you wasn't on. So, how to make it happen? Um, but before we move on, I want to hear any glosses of gratitude that you have, because I do have one, of course, here. But <laughs> how about you? You give us yours, and then of course, when Jared um, gets rotated for you, we'll have him give his as well. So I I just have to say, through the last five days of a celebrating you know my birthday and just doing all kinds of little events everybody that i've run into and everybody that i've hugged i just got to give a galazzo of gratitude to everyone um you know and tina and brett and you and my sister and even people like justin dubois you know who and with jake Embry at, at the republic who've helped kind of arrange things all the way to uh diana and lisa and you know, Mark at, at the VIP, they gave me a button. Tina gave me a sash at the game last night. But there were a, lo a lot of other events that happened ahead of that um, that just made have, that have made my week very special. And all the wonderful birthday greetings on social media just been so much fun. And everybody's been a good sport. And uh, as far as I know, 
I have not messed up and ticked anybody off. So, you know, life is good, right? Yes. What about you? Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that, you know, and, and definitely a huge shout out to everyone, um, not just people that we know, but also people on socials that maybe we haven't met yet that wished you a happy birthday. We really um, appreciate reading all those comments. And of course, for my colossal gratitude, as I mentioned before, thank you so much, Sharon, for uh, allowing me to be in VIP one more time. Last year was my, my first time there for your birthday as well. And it's just one of those areas that I don't think that I could ever see myself going back to, right? Unless, of course, you you know, I'm, I'm invited again as well, um, which uh, is something that I'm really thankful for. Because when I first went to my very first game, I don't think never in a million years <laughs> would have I ever imagined that I would even be in that area if it wasn't me, like, trying to, like, sneak in and trying to <laughs> experience the game there. But um, never as in me, myself, actually having um, a ticket there um, as well. So uh, I'm super thankful for those experiences and, you know, just to be able to to be on that side and enjoy good food, which I wish I could give a shout out to the place that catered yesterday, but I don't remember their name unless you do. <laughs> um, Maya Well, I think it was Maya Well, Maya Well, um, that catered it. Um, and it was delicious. That chicken was bomb and their rice was delicious. Um, their salad was so fresh with the uh, shaved jicama and mango. Mm. It was delicious. That was so good. I know you like that. And there was no dairy in anything, right? Oh, a little bit of cheese on top of the carnitas or on top of the the the, the meat. Um, but I, I, as far as I know, they kept it really clean. The food was really clean. Yeah, it, it was really good. I mean, we'll have to figure out if there's a, an actual location for that place because I don't know how much the plates cost, but the food was like on point. Like it's almost like one of those places that you can take a special someone on a special occasion to. If it's as fancy as, of course, the catering look like, which I'm assuming it probably is. So uh, just uh, go lots of gratitude to the team for choosing them, especially on the Noche Latina yesterday as well, right? That yeah, went great with the theme. Oh my gosh, yes! And the 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 at halftime the dancers, but yes, they do have a location. It's Twelfth uh, and K, so twelve hundred K Street. So it's right on the K Street Mall, Twelfth uh, and K. So right where the light rail goes through the heart of K Street is where you can find Maya Well. So oh, yeah. cool. Well, right. Good shout out to them, uh, and hopefully they continue to cater there with the team because they they did good. I remember last year, the food wasn't as amazing as the one from yesterday, so they've definitely upped their game, I think, since last year when it comes to catering and VIP. Uh, but other than that, I think I had another colossal gratitude, but I can't quite remember it, so I think I'll be mentioning it. After Jared mentions his later on too, but you know the, the main one was again for for you, Sharon. You are well, so welcome. Let's get right to it. The hands, you know, I I don't know why there was not a punch or a deflection, uh, but it almost looked like um, hands were tipped backwards, and so allowing you know the the goal to come in. I don't know if he was intending to try to catch the ball, and it just didn't work out. So. We'll take another couple of views of this, but somebody had already uh, gave me a little heads up about that. I think it was my sister because she reviewed the um, she reviewed the highlight uh, reel already, um, and she's she's pretty astute when it comes to 
that this sort of stuff. So, yeah, what? And I'm sure Danny has beaten himself up. I'm sure mm. knowing Danny, he does not like letting this happen, but he does. He is going to move on very quickly because we are playing LA Galaxy 2 and they're at the bottom of the table as well. Not as well as us, but as well as Phoenix was at the bottom of the table. Luis, your thoughts. Oh, and I hate to say it, right? But it is a Danny mistake, right? The ball doesn't deflect on anyone. And like you said, he's probably being himself right now. And, you know, it, it sucks. But, you know, these things happen. You just have to brush them away and, you know, continue to do well. And we know that he's had so many great saves. But, I mean, even the top goalkeepers in the world make mistakes like these, right? So you, you can't find perfection, I think, in any goalkeeper. Because at some point in their career, they've done, you know, they've had goals scored on that you know, could have been saves. And, but I do want to go a little bit back right before the shot is pulled. And, you know, for any team to have an opportunity, you have to have open players, right. That are right there, ready to, to get the ball and get their shot. And I don't know what happened here. Our defenders look lost. I mean, the guy who ends up scoring the goal for Phoenix Rodriguez, he was unmarked. There was no one right there. Right. And, it's complicated, right? Because if he would have had someone marked, maybe he doesn't pull the shot or maybe someone's there to block it, right? So it doesn't even get anywhere near Danny, but no one was there. They gave him the full angle to pull the shot and actually, you know, get the opportunity at goal. So I, as much as, yes, it was Danny's mistake, I, I think it was also on our players, right? Our defenders for not being right there, for not marking him and giving him that much space to pull the shot that we saw a lot of that all night long. It, it, it literally, I mean, I know we are getting at the end of the season. I know exhaustion is, is setting in. And I know sometimes there's games where there's a lack of focus. And I know we were playing a little bit of a rotated squad. Um, we were resting some guys. And I know that uh, I, I'm pretty sure Dan Casey had a concussion situation. We know Leah's out. Um, Duke has been playing his socks off, but there, there was just moments during the match where it felt like we were spectators and um, as opposed to running the game and typically we're running the game. And one of the things that I noticed was when one player gets a little lackadaisical, everybody does, everybody kind of takes it down a notch, you know, and it's, it's so hard when not everybody is running at the same time for the same purpose. Um, you know, and and really feeling like there was a sense of urgency with our passing. It it just there were pieces and parts that just, you know, if I could make one change or two changes, I would have. But then at the end of the game, last twenty five minutes, we saw quite the change that we were looking for. We were we were literally looking for a spark. We were looking for heroics. I don't even want to dwell on the goal that they scored against us. But you're right. You know, there was more needed. In the in defensive priorities, I mean, I see big bodies. I I, I think they're untapped um, resources on our team. I think Dougie is an untapped resource. He runs like nobody's business when he wants to. And last night he was five yards away from a player and didn't even bother putting pressure on him. And there was nobody else around. And he could have forced a guy to cough up the ball, and he just didn't. And you know, it's like okay, well, who's playing high and who's playing low? You know, and and I just I just wasn't I wasn't seeing what I wanted to see out of the match. I don't know, Luis, if you were the coach, what you would have done differently. 
but there were some things. I just hope for LA Galaxy, the game that we're playing this weekend, I hope we see something much different than what we saw last night. Last night was doesn't seem like our our normal squad. And, you know, like uh, Dan Casey said, you can win or you can learn. And this was a learn. They're learning. So I know if I was coach right away, you already know, and I talked about it multiple times yesterday, what I would do is actually sub earlier, right? And <laughs> this is exactly what we were saying last year. And, you know, C- Coach Briggs does a great job, right, with uh, a lot of things. But I think our, our biggest thing is sometimes like, you know, like if you're down in the result, get some subs in earlier, right? And you just mentioned it, right, with Dougie. We were quite annoyed that like he wasn't putting pressure at every instance that he could because other guys were right. And we saw when they actually did that wrong passes happen, right? Which is always what happens, right? You might not get the ball away from your opponent, but you're going to make them actually get the wrong pass, right? Or not even think about what they're going to do next, right? And so that can lead to counterattacks. You never know what can come out of that. And Dougie wasn't doing it, especially when they're so close to you. You know, it's like, come on, guy, just <laughs> run a little bit. You know, you're going to have a break right after the ball's on the other side. And, you know, you can go back and get ready to run again. <laughs> and like you said, he only seems to do it whenever he feels like it. And that's not how it should be like. And so I think that at halftime, he should have been subbed out. We should have had all the guys who were subbed should have been subbed in earlier, right? Because when we saw Keiko and Zico get subbed in in the 64th minute, they were doing such a good job. And the game kind of changed a little bit, right? Because Phoenix oh, was having control yeah, and, Luther, and yeah. And, and Luther, when also all, all three, when all three mm-hmm. finally came on, when Luther joined him, that what what a difference all of them made. You know, first Zico, then then Keiko, or and then Luther came in. And you know, I will I will say. Those three made a big difference. And what's funny is just before Malik Foster went out, I think he had a good run. Uh, he had a good run at goal because he was getting the balls that he needed to get. Um, I, you know, I, I keep thinking that, okay, Dougie likes to just hide out on the right side, not on the left side, not underneath. He likes to hide out on the right side and get fed a run on ball. He doesn't do the, you know, it's just, there's a way to play to his strength. And we weren't doing it yesterday. And I don't know if the co- cosmic connection between Roro and Dougie, because Roro gets more out of Dougie than anybody else, right? Mm. And so I'm not certain, you know, and even Keko gets a lot out of Dougie when he, you know, they have just a really good connection that way. But it was just, yeah, you're right, Luis. We should have had guys subbed in a little bit sooner. And I think Luther made a big difference. He's willing to just run. He puts in the work. Yeah. He also did. Yeah, Luther should have been subbed in earlier. and um, But the guy who probably should have been subbed in much earlier than he was subbed is Emil Cuello. Oh like, I don't understand how you're losing 1-0 and you sub in a guy for the last eight, nine minutes of the match when you count extra time. It, he, he's not going to do much, right? I mean, you might be a superstar. Yeah, sure. You might potentially get a goal. Who never knows, right? But... I know it's like, why did we wait until the 88th minute of the match to pull out, you know, a defender and summon an attacking midfielder? You know, why, why did we wait? You know, and I know the, I know 
I know the logic behind it. It's like you start throwing the kitchen sink in for the last several minutes. But man, I just, I don't know. I will I will leave it there. I don't want to um, dwell on it. I, I know we have things to talk about for LA Galaxy 2 and what their, um, you know, what their standings are. But I do know that there were some coach comments and I know you'll review them also with Jared, but let's take a, a quick peek at, uh, you know, what the, what the coach had to say. Yeah. Let, let's go ahead and actually play the press conference now. And then when we go back, we'll actually uh, make some comments on uh, what coach had to say and also what Duke had to say. Yeah. I, I didn't think we, uh, we played in the first half. Um, we created opportunities, but we you've, you've got to take your opportunities, right? I thought tonight, we, we, especially in the second half, we create a number of opportunities that you, you have to score. We score one, we probably go and score three or four, um, but we, we didn't do that, and uh, therefore we're on the wrong end of a result. Look, the goal that we conceded was soft. You know, we, we, it was a soft goal. Um, the ball moved a little bit, but it's a completely, it's a soft goal. Um, but the amount of opportunities we created, even in the first half, getting into dangerous areas, putting balls across the box, um, but not hitting the target. And then second half, the same again. We, we didn't hit the target and we didn't make the keeper make a save. And therefore, you, you don't win games when you don't hit the target. Yeah, and it's going to happen, right? Everybody knows now we're, we're a good team. Everybody comes here and they have certain tactics to try and accommodate our players and our attributes. So when we, when we get chances, we have to be clinical and take them. Um, because then it makes the opposition team come out and opens up the game a little bit more, which is what we need. Um, so it's a, it's, a game, it's a game of opportunities and you have to take those opportunities when they come. We, we're at home and we, we have to win games when we're at home and tonight we haven't win, won the game. Um, I think simply because we, we, we didn't turn up at the start of the game. Um, second half, the intensity was there, the energy was there, the quality was there, but we didn't have the final piece. Um, and you can accept the second half performance, but the first half performance it, it, you can't accept. Yeah, we've got to regroup. We know that we know what quality we have. We know what we can do, um, especially in one-off games because we've played how many of them in the Open Cup. So we're we're fully aware, and we've just got to get back to back to basics and start to get a little bit of momentum starting with Sunday, going into obviously a playoff run um, that starts at the we're not in October yet, are we? The the end of October. Obviously, when you when you have a player like Roro not on the field, it, he's a he's a special player, and uh, you're, you're going to miss special players. So we we missed Roro tonight, but that, that's no excuse. Uh, we created a number of opportunities, a number of chances to at least be walking away with a point. Um, yeah, a bit disappointing. Never love losing at home. Um, we always want to do our best in front of the home fans, um, and I think we had we had enough chances to to at least get a draw from this game. Um, you know, we have to show up for a full 90 minutes. That's what it's about. I think we came out with the right energy, the right mentality in the second half, but it's about putting a full performance in. Unfortunately, we let ourselves down in the first 45. Um, but, you know, we got to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and get ready for this weekend. Um, no, I don't think so. I think we, we come into each match um, prepared for the task at hand, and, and that was our focus, trying to beat Phoenix tonight, and unfortunately we didn't do that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's three points that we missed. Um, you know, and there's a bigger picture about the playoffs, and we have another opportunity to do that next weekend. I think we, we need to focus in on the basics and, and really hammer down defensively, offensively, just, just a full picture of, of doing everything correctly because for 45 minutes we were able to do that. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get the right results of hitting the target and finding the back of the net, um, but, I, but I think it's coming down to going back to base. We're going to retool and revamp and be ready for, for L.A. this weekend. Yeah, is that something we can't fault this team for, for until the final whistle. We're going to keep pushing, and you know that's evidenced by, by what we put on the field today. 
Um, but we couldn't break through tonight, and you know it's disappointing for the fans, for everyone that came out midweek. Um, at the end of the day, we want to put a performance for them um, and for the badge on our chest, but we were unable to push through the final whistle tonight. Okay, so after listening to that, there's a little bit of blame, not blaming, but blaming the you know shots not being made. But that's also as a result of not playing both sides of the ball when you're trying to win the ball. We used to swarm to get possession back. There was no swarming to win possession back. Dami did a good job on it. And I think there were a couple of times that Kecko did, you know, where there was a swarm and they would win the ball back collectively. But I wasn't seeing as much of that in the first half. And I, you know, I, I wasn't even distracted. But, you know, just to kind of say, oh, well, it's going to happen, you know, not capitalizing on scoring opportunities or uh, not clinching a postseason appearance last night. You know, we have to wait another game, maybe. Um, you know, saying that in the second half, the energy and intensity was there and the quality was there. But the final piece, I mean, mm, yeah, yeah. Basically saying what we just said, that not accepting the first half, but performance, which I know whose shoulders that falls on, and I'm not going to continue to name names. There's a few people, but at the end of the day, you just got to put a better line about there. And what's interesting is, you know, Coach Diccio was, uh, he was serving another red card suspension. <laughs> Darn it. It's time that they stop, you know, getting the red cards. And I understand why he got a red card, but um, we need him. We need him on the bench. So we need our all of our coaches to be with the squad. You know, that also casts, casts a pall over the squad. But, um, you know, he was very chatty on, on thinking about things. Um, so he's kind of, he, he's, he doesn't pin anything on any one guy. He just says, you know, we just got to move on. So. He's Which is right. good, yeah. I mean, for for team, right? You, you don't want to disrupt <laughs> any team camaraderie and start putting the blame on each other. And you know, it, it's it's a loss. Probably shouldn't have happened, but again, I I feel like we're broken record players at this point this season, right? Because every time we get a loss, we're like, you guys could have won. It wasn't like you didn't have opportunities because they they were there, right? Just as you mentioned, coach saying. You got to hit on target. If you don't shoot on target, then, you know, you're not going to actually <laughs> get a goal, right? And I think what is worrisome to me is that the team tonight reflected that, you know, this situation could happen in the playoffs and then you could be done. And it doesn't matter if you're at home, right? Because you could just see your home advantage, like get reduced to nothing, if you can't capitalize on those opportunities and being so close to the playoffs, it, it worries me that, you know, this team that we thought could actually do really well, all of a sudden, you know, couldn't be a Phoenix rising that is not even anywhere near playoff. Right. And they might not even qualify even at this point because they require a bunch of different other teams losing and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's something that shouldn't have happened yesterday and, we know we had more opportunities, and I think even though Roro and Dan weren't playing, we still could have won. So I, I can't say that, oh, because they weren't there, we didn't win. And even so, we can't depend on two players, right? Because it's bound to happen. Right now they're suspended, you know, but they could get injured. Hopefully not, of course, right? But 
those things can happen and you can't always depend on one guy just as we couldn't always depend on Danny right if anything were to happen to him we have to make sure that the players that are taking their place are capable of doing so and not only that right but they've proven themselves to be capable of doing so right just as we saw with the subs yeah. but again yeah. with Emil you got to get more time otherwise he's not gonna be able to shine out there yeah and you know we were talking about this last night at, at at dinner at the table you know that Emil has some great stats and you know he's got some assists under his belt and he's hungry uh, and it's almost like he needs to be unleashed you know I I know one of the things that Mark is looking for from him is dependability in his shooting like when he does get an opportunity to shoot he needs to be dependable mm-hmm. um and you know um not do wild or crazy things but just literally find the back of the net I think that's what he wants but at some point in time none of the guys are doing it so give a meal another chance you know it's like mm-hmm. none of the guys are finding that right <laughs> or they're not pulling the trigger right when they should you know there were a couple times last night when Keko was in, it was like the ball went right to him and boom, he shot. Yeah, okay, it went into a defender, but at least he, was, he wasn't he was giving Phoenix time to set up. How much time, oh, I don't mean to pick on him, how much time does Dougie give everybody to set up? He literally will play with the ball, play with the ball, run it across here, put it there, and then lose his opportunity to shoot. Now he's stuck into a passing situation, but had he, you know, one touch, drove to the goal and taken a shot on the left foot, he would have had, the dude could have had three goals last night. Seriously, because he can mm-hmm. outrun anybody, but he doesn't have the confidence to outrun them and literally run at them and then use his left foot to shoot. Jared, I need I need a break. And this is where you insert Jared being sane and being <laughs> whatever, you know, and just kind of getting us off track. But listen, <laughs> we have some predictions to make for um, next weekend. LA Galaxy just got beaten by Texas uh, uh, El Paso locomotive three to two. Um, El Paso drew like three or four red cards in the match or not red cards, excuse me, yellow cards, like four yellow cards during that match. And LA Galaxy pulled none. So they're a much more cautious team playing. So I'm going to make it so that uh, my predictions, I know we're not there yet, but I'm making them right now. I think we're going to tie. You know, I think we're going to do just enough to get a tie. It's going to be a 1-1 tie, even though Galaxy knows how to score. Obviously, it was 3-2 against El Paso, but I'm going to leave it at a a 1-1, a tie. Or do I say 2-2? No, I'll leave it at Um, 1-1. Tie ball game. We get the first yellow. Um, My goal scorer is going to be Keko. If Keko doesn't see the field, I'm going to go with Dami. Oh, cool. We got the Spanish connection. And, of course, once Jared hops on, I'll say mine as well, and it's actually not going to be the same one as yours. Listen, at the end of the day, I have some good news. The game we get to watch on Sunday is at 5 p.m., so guess who can record the podcast? <laughs> guess what? We could do a, a, a podcast like Sunday night, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll actually have all three of us on it, too, unless Jared can't join. But as we saw in the last episode, we have players who are ready to be rotated, so... I know. And join. <laughs> and we, we call ourselves players, but we know we're not players. Although somebody <laughs> said, you actually got one of the players to, to sub for the podcast. It's like, no, we're calling ourselves players. If we didn't, wouldn't that be fun, though? Wouldn't it be fun to get like um, Carlos Saldana to sub in and be one of our podcast guys <laughs> and have to do the critique? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you know, it's like, 
he can't say he wouldn't be able to say a thing. He'd probably just be that cheerleader, <laughs> like Duke was. Yay, team! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd probably be saying, "No, yeah, they they still did good. You know, these things happen." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. It was like, "Oh, don't just give us some dirt. Come on, guy, just give us some dirt." Anyhow, <laughs> let us know what you're really thinking. We know what you're thinking, but exactly. Just, yeah. <laughs> hey, I saw Connor. You saw Connor last night, right? Connor Sutton. Oh yeah, yeah. It's always busy guy running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. And and the only reason why I said that is so that we can hear the harp noise because I, I missed it the last time we had a podcast. I I said his name on purpose, but then I didn't see. I didn't hear the noise afterwards. It's like oh, when. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it happens sometimes as I'm editing. It, it shows up sometimes, and and sometimes I try not to overdo it too, right? Just so people aren't like, all right, it's the noise. <laughs> Yeah, we've said his name a couple of times in one minute. All right. Well, we got your predictions. We gave our thoughts on the press conference here as well. Um, we're going to take a look at standings and the playoff picture a little bit closely with Jared. Once he gets rotated in, it looks like he's warming up and he should be ready soon. I mean, they need to put the sign. We need to get the fourth official to get his number and make it official. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, the ultimate party man. You, you want to go to a party with somebody, you just bring Jared or or Scott Bradford. I mean, dude's down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially after losing a final in Orlando. But they had a good time, though. Yeah, so, they did. Good, yeah. good for them for uh, brushing off the defeat while uh, I know you ate pizza. And then I actually went out to a Denny's to get some pancakes at midnight. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, that's crazy. <clears throat> I probably would have gone with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if uh, my hotel oh, was closer. You had a car. That's right. You had to drive all the way back to where you were staying. Oh, that's right. The airport. Yeah. All the way to the other side. Never going to do that ever again, though. I got to say, next time I'm staying downtown because it's no fun having to drive uh, almost 30 minutes across town. I learned. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. If, you know, we... Okay, let's just say, assume we're in the top four for playoffs. We play. Let's just say we advance. Let, if there's an away match at any point in time, whether it be a, a semi, a quarter, whatever, you know, down the road, would you travel? Would you go? You know, I think if they manage to get to the Western Conference final, I'll go. I'll go to that one. Okay. If they make it, yeah. Okay. If it's semifinals, I think I might skip on that one. Right. But if it's the final, I'll, I'll go to that, too. And then I'll yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll make an investment to <laughs> to go to the right. final again. But cool. they need to show me that they if they make it to a final, hey, you deserved my money to <laughs> to go to the final and, and be there, too. But yeah, it would be nice. But then, okay. you know, if, if they make it to the grand final, I don't know, I might be swayed to <laughs> travel east. But it depends where. Right. I mean, yeah. if it's somewhere where it's really expensive, like Louisville, as we saw. Right. When some of us were looking at maybe doing a double trip between there and Orlando. Right. Yeah. That, that, that was quite expensive. Right. And a couple of connections and big mess with traveling and figuring that out. All right. Well, listen, I'm I'm hopeful that your substitute does a great job or my or whatever, our rotation of Jared into the lineup. Um, I hope it goes really well. I'm going to say good night. All right. Sounds good. Let's go ahead right. then and let Jared be uh, rotated into the match. Okay. So it looks like we finally got Jared. You, you've been warming up. You're good to be joining the podcast here, man. Welcome to the show. 
How's it going? Jeez, what's with all these late substitutions? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, was a little disappointed from last night's match. Um, turned out at the uh, pub in Scottsdale, it wasn't too bad. I mean, give, given Phoenix's uh, standings in the conference, but still, it was, it was pretty decent over there. Yeah, well, hopefully, I mean, this substitution was in, as late as the ones we saw yesterday. <laughs> Well, um, now that I have you on here, um, I know we did a loss of gratitude earlier too, but if there's any that you'd like to give, this is your time to, to do so. Well, I definitely want to give a loss of gratitude to uh, Scott Bradford, who uh, late, later this week at time of recording, we're going to be heading down to Tucson. Well, he'll be flying down and I'll be taking Flixbus uh, down there. But uh, we're going to be headed down to watch uh, our podcast, Magic Billion Bijev, uh, hopefully conjure up a win. In the desert here uh, on Wednesday, so yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get my uh, kit uh, all ready to watch there, and then Thursday coming back up. So definitely big lots of gratitude uh, to both Scott and then also Billy uh, Bijev. So fingers crossed that he gets that win. Yeah, no, we're hoping for the same. Uh, I know Fuego season has been like up and down, right? They've had some wins, they've had losses, and you know that they're getting close to ending their season they, they still have a chance but they need to get some three points like asap so hopefully first of all this weekend they can get the three points right and then for your game they need those three points up in um arizona too but not gonna be an easy one though right i hear there's a little rivalry since um that's only other west team for the time being right because they're gonna have more teams over here representing the west uh in a much needed thing i think right i mean they need more teams in the west for league one it's beyond me why they didn't have more teams already from the get-go but <laughs> yeah that, that'll be yeah, changing and, here soon and we'll also go ahead and speaking of uh western expansion we'll we'll look into maybe touching up on uh that topic in, in the w league uh, with the uh, news announced earlier today so we'll we'll uh, circle back to that later on uh but also before i also forget i definitely want to give lots of gratitude uh, to uh both, both to Ryan and also to Ray Bear for uh, coming in uh, last week in, you know, to, to come host. So definitely most appreciative. Always great to have have you two uh, on the show, especially in, in a pinch. So great to, great to have you on here. Always love your analysis and way to get the uh, folks uh, going here with all these matches. So appreciate both of you. Oh, yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned it as well, that's the colossal gratitude that <laughs> I meant to say earlier when I say I forgot mine. Uh, it actually goes out to um, Ray Barrett and Ryan for um, stepping in last minute. I, I mean, it was literally morning of the <laughs> that I, I messaged them and I meant to do it earlier. Right. But you, you sometimes forget that, you know, you guys aren't able to be on the show. And so uh, I'm glad that they they were able to step up to the plate and make sure that like I wasn't the only one recording because my last plan was like if I gotta do a solo pod then I guess I'll be talking about Sacramento on my own <laughs> um so uh, I'm glad because that, that podcast had to be uploaded as soon as was able to because we did have a game yesterday and we wanted to make sure that uh, we gave every one of y'all plenty of time to be able to listen to the show if you'd be able to but I know it's always tough when you only got a couple of days to recap the last match. So 
always a challenge for us to do those, but I'm glad that we were able to get a pod uh, about that as well. Absolutely. We'll find any way to get it done. Well, Jared, I I know you went to a watch party and it wasn't precisely in Sacramento. It was actually in Phoenix. So I want to know more details about how it went. Let us know. I know it was uh, organized by Phoenix Rising, the actual team. So just, you know, give us some overview on on how your time was uh, at that. Yeah, this this was actually held in uh, Scottsdale, uh, which is uh, next door to Phoenix. It's kind of the uh, the money uh, city of uh, Maricopa County. But uh, I got got there uh, fairly decently uh, uh, with the uh, the bus. Uh, once I got off the bus, uh, the match had already started, so I was able to get it up and going on on my phone on ESPN Plus. By the time I got to RT RT O'Sullivan's uh, on Scottsdale Road and Thomas Road. Uh, matches are already in the 20th or so minute. Once I got in, I can see about maybe one third of the pub uh, had been filled out either with some folks that were just there for the night. Uh, but you can also see some of the Rising FC fans that, that made the trip out to this pub. Uh, they were wearing the, uh, the yellow uh, shirts, the uh, Childhood Cancer uh, uh, Prevention Month uh, shirts. Uh, so a few more in those. I got, got sat down, and of course there was at least one Rising FC fan right within my vicinity. But you know, we we talked about talked down. You know, we kept analysis going for the match. You know, talked about oh, you know, where's the card on this? You know, oh, this guy is moving real quick. Everything like that. And all of those, it was, it was a pretty good night. I mean, it's, uh, you know, no major issues or anything like that. Uh, in fact, even the uh, the the uh, pub staff, I can c- kind of tell, were rising FC fans a bit because once the, uh, my server uh, brought me my shepherd's pie, he saw my Republic FC kit, kind of playfully gave me a look and slowly pulled the uh, the plate back away. <laughs> but but ultimately, you know, yeah, we, we know it was all banter, you know, just you know for fun and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I had seen the first goal that was scored uh, by Phoenix and. Yeah, that that goal. I mean, it was just too much power. I mean, Danny V, you know, did the best he can, got it on the fingertips, but there's still too much energy left in that shot, and it just rolled in. So I just got, I got a little bit flustered seeing that goal. But we, I mean, as as super as Danny V is, we know he's he's not uh, completely invincible. I mean, in that power of the shot, I don't think uh, anybody would have. Uh, had a real chance against that one. So just kind of had to roll, roll it off our back and just uh, move on with the game. Yeah, and you know, now that I actually look at it, I know earlier, you know, we were mentioning that he could have blocked it, but I, I do now see that there is a minor bounce right before it actually uh, gets to Danny. And sometimes, I mean, those bounces, we know how they can be like in the sport, right? Mm-hmm. They can cause a mistake. You never know, and they're, they're a little difficult to stop when you have that. So, you know, I'm not saying that maybe he couldn't have maybe still blocked it out, and I know that's probably what he was trying to do, right? Just, like, um, hit the ball, make him go down to the corner kick or maybe even a throw-in. But ultimately, as I mentioned before when I was talking to Sharon about it, I think the team could have done a little bit more to at least prevent the, the shot from happening. But it happened. We were down 1-0, and then the game basically just went downhill after that, right? Second half, Phoenix, 
had more of the opportunities. They were dominating right for a good part of it until maybe the last 15 minutes or so, right? When we saw some of the substitutions come through, but you know, a little too late as as I had mentioned before to do the subs. And you know, we ultimately paid the price losing one nil. And it's tough, right? Because I think it's one of those matches where we could have won. We didn't have to lose. We had some interesting opportunities. And, you know, you let go of three points that could have been really valuable. Yeah, we definitely had opportunities in the second half. I mean, there were a couple maybe in the first half, but definitely second half, we had a very great chances to, to equalize. But unfortunately, they just uh, did not so roll our way. I know, given the fact that uh, we had the match on Sunday, as well as uh, some folks out with uh, accumulation, uh, that uh, this wasn't quite the uh, full-on uh, 18 staff or, or even a mixture of uh, A-team and you know, rotation. But I think a lot of us figured this would be an easy game, given the fact that Phoenix is next to dead last in, in the standings. But, I mean, Coach uh, said it uh, several weeks ago, the days of an easy match in the USL are long gone now. So you cannot take any team for granted, even if, if it's uh, Orange County, Phoenix, Monterey Bay. The moment you, you think it's going to be an easy uh, cakewalk match, boom, you've lost the match already. But uh, I, I don't fault the effort of our boys. I mean, they, they did great. Um, I definitely saw a lot of effort from uh, Jack Gurr, uh, uh, Nick Ross, uh, Luis Philippe, uh, Dougie, uh, Malik Foster. And, of course, uh, Danny V. So um, it's just one of those matches you can't really uh, get over the humps. But uh, thankfully, you know, this isn't a total disaster. I mean, if you think about it, this is the first time Phoenix Rising FC have actually scored against Republic FC since the 2021 season. I mean, we blanked them in May when we went against them in the Open Cup. Uh, it was a scoreless draw back in July when they were playing in Chandler. So compared to the past couple of years, this is still a good result of taking on Phoenix compared to when they were the powerhouse of the West. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I know you were giving us that stat and it's crazy, right? They hadn't scored a goal on us and we were so close to leading them scoreless for an entire year in three matches, right? But, you know, that that's what went on and... Heck, if someone would have asked me, would you rather beat Phoenix in the cup or in the league at home? I would have been like a hundred times in the cup. Well, let's lose the points <laughs> in the league. And so uh, at least I'm glad, right? We got to beat him at home in the cup where, you know, it really mattered, right? Because we were able to make it all the way to the final. So, you know, yeah, sure. They got the three points, but we did win in the cup and had a really good game back then. Right. But a uh, much different team than the one that we saw um, yesterday there as well. But they get the win, 1-0. And actually, I also have to um, mention, uh, just because, of course, familiar face, Aiden Sarges, uh, playing with Phoenix, um, you know, playing the full 90 minutes uh, with them as well. And I-, I don't know if you noticed it, Jared, too, but it looked like he'd been playing with them the whole season. Like, if someone told you, like, yeah, he's just had a couple of games, he just literally arrived not too long ago, I don't know if you would have believed it or anyone would believe that he had just arrived. So, good job on him for yeah, I mean, you know, going, doing that. 
yeah, I mean, excellent uh, showing from Hayden, you know, first time back home. And granted, he's not wearing a Republic FC kit. So, yeah, that still takes some uh, time getting used to, especially the fact they plays for the local team here in, in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad he's, you know, succeeding. I mean, that time he spent with DC United, and now he's on loan here in the desert. So he's got a couple matches left. So good way to end the regular season for Phoenix. I'm, but I'm still glad he didn't score against us. I mean, that <laughs> that really would have been the killer if, if it was him that put the goal in instead of uh, uh, his teammate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I was hoping for a known goal from him. Would have been like, hey, if he wants to celebrate a goal, let it be a known goal. But <laughs> sadly, that that did not happen. I mean, think about it, right? How how would a known goal be like? Maybe Phoenix would have been like, ah, eh, it's kind of suspicious, but <laughs> would have been celebrating it and being like, hey, Hayden, you're man of the match, not for the right reason, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I gotta say, it's also um, really great that his family came out to watch him. Right. And, it, and oh, nice. it was more than just his parents. It was actually like a lot of his family because one thing happened that we've never ever witnessed at Harkow Park, and that is Phoenix scoring a goal and a side of the stadium actually celebrating. That that's how I can tell you that there was a lot of people that came from his family and friends to support Hayden because the moment that Phoenix scored the goal one side of the stadium was applauding and cheering. And I don't think any of them were actual Phoenix fans who made the trip out. <laughs> I think it was all his family. So interesting thing that occurred there that, again, we've never seen before because I don't think the Phoenix supporters group has ever made a trip over to Hartford Park. Yeah, I mean, they, and I know Bandidos, La Fiore Aroha, I know they definitely... Uh, come out in numbers when it comes to home matches. As far as away matches, to be honest, I don't really hear a whole lot of them making a road trip, let alone to Sacramento. But I just know that uh, you know a lot of their supporter groups were happy to, to get this win, especially over us, because that's always a treat for them. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, Hayden's uh, family made it out there. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, good for Phoenix. Um, they finally beat us without actually scoring a goal with their hand. So, man, at least it, it was yeah. a fair goal. And I'll, I'll give them that. You know, we, we didn't lose um, yes. fairly. <laughs> um, so, you know, that was that. And they took advantage of their opportunity they had. Uh, I mean, if we look at the stats, they had more shots than we did. 17 versus 13. They had one more shot on target. Six versus five. Possession, 61% versus our 39%. So, Hey, they they didn't just get lucky and score their goal. They actually had more opportunities, and you know the game could have been either way, right? I mean, uh, we did have also a good amount of shots ourselves, but it was one of those games where had one team been more lucky, maybe it's not one zero, maybe it's like three one either way, right? So well, that was my prediction, I believe, but uh, no, it, it did not happen. Yeah. It could have been, but, you know, I think now the team just has to brush this away, right? Look forward to to Sunday. And speaking of that match and also taking a look at the standings, because we got to look at what our situation is right now headed into playoffs. Well, we are now at 31 games played. There's only uh, three games left 
for us in the season, right? Which would be nine points. And yeah. here's where it gets interesting, right? Because I always like to do the math here with uh, the final games and what each team needs. And Phoenix, although they won, it looks highly unlikely that they would still make it to playoffs, even though we did give them these three points because they have 31 games played as well as you know we do. 36 points uh, with only nine points remaining. They would only be able to reach uh, 45 points should they win the three games, right? But right now in seventh place, you have RGB Toros with 42 points. And, you know, if they win, they're going to go to 45. And above them, New Mexico, Paso with 43. Um, both New Mexico and RGB with one game less than Phoenix. It looks highly unlikely. I mean, you, they, they really need all the teams above them, which are seven teams. They need all seven teams to not win at all. <laughs> And so, yeah, math, math, yeah. yeah, mathematically, Phoenix is still alive and kicking. But to, to, like, like you said, to even get <laughs> into the door, they're going to need a lot of help from from other results. <laughs> yeah, they're going to need a lot of really good luck. And on top of that, there's some teams that play against each other, right? So maybe we need a couple of ties amongst teams who are above and playing amongst each other. So lots of combinations. I don't see it happening too, but hey, it maybe just makes them happy that they beat us at the end of the season. And I can't really blame them, right? Because I know we would probably be in the same situation if we weren't qualified. We would probably be like, hey, beat Phoenix. And at least I guess, you know, we get <laughs> a victory against them at the end of the season there. Uh, one thing I was going to add, uh, Phoenix, though, as far as their last three, three matches, I think they have one against uh, Pitch- uh, Pittsburgh, I believe. But the other two, t- uh, other two matches... Uh, they're against Red Bulls too, and Atlanta United. Oh, my apologies, uh, not uh, not Pittsburgh. Uh, RGB. Mm-hmm. So Phoenix's last three matches are going to be against Red Bulls two, RGB Toros, and Atlanta United two. Really, the only match I see being a challenge is RGB. Uh, Red Bulls two and Atlanta United two statistically are two of the worst teams in, <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. Um, Pretty much, they're the bikes of the Eastern Conference because everybody's had a ride on both of them. <laughs> but uh, you know, as far as getting that win against RGV, that's going to be a little bit of a tall, tall order because RGV has proven tough even for us. So who knows which RGV is going to come out and play that, that as far as when those two head off? Yeah, and by the time that they play, RGV might already be qualified too, right? I mean. All they need is one win, and then Phoenix is done at that point because <laughs> they would be at 45 points, RGB, and you know Phoenix, even though if they win their three, they would be at 45 as well. But then we have to look at all the other teams losing as well, right? So it, Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of math in there that uh, is going to really work against Phoenix's favor. So uh, they're, they're still alive and kicking with just a little bit of a pulse, but Probably not enough to, to step into seed number seven. However, they are going to be close. I feel like, you know, now you mentioned Red Bulls to Atlanta. Give them the six points, 42 points. I think that they're just going to be three points away from actually uh, making it to playoffs. And I think that's going to be our good feeling. Even though we didn't beat them in this last game, we're going to feel pretty good to see Phoenix just like three or four points away from playoffs because they're going to feel the same thing we felt last season, right? Remember when we were, weren't were that far 
literally we could have just won one more game and we would have been so close. And I think the same situation is going to happen to them. As far as our picture, right, and how it looks like for us, you get the three points, you're tied to Colorado in games played as well because they do have one more game than we do. But we do have to make sure that we take care of that, get the three points because behind us is the New Mexico team that has one less game than we do, 43.6 points behind us. But they could potentially just be three points once they catch up with the next game. And taking a look at the games that they'll be playing, they're going to be traveling to Las Vegas, which Las Vegas is trying to make a run for the playoffs, so don't discount them, right? They could potentially um, uh, get the win and help us out there, in a sense, right? Because Las Vegas did just beat Monterey 4-0 at home, so that was quite quite a win for them. Uh, Then New Mexico is going to be playing against Los Dos at home. Los Dos, again, we're playing against them on Sunday, but that's a team that still is trying to get into playoffs, still has a good shot at it, right? Even though they might be tied in points, 36 with Phoenix right now, they still have one more game to catch up to 31 points as well. So anything can happen there. They're still going to be giving us a game, and they might still be giving New Mexico a game as well. Uh, After that, New Mexico travels to San Diego. And then they end up uh, the season hosting Colorado in a game that we might want them to win, right? So it becomes a situation where we should get the three points because last game, we're probably going to want New Mexico to win. We don't want to be conflicted. We're like, well, actually, you know what? We're okay with (laughs) Colorado winning, us not getting third place as long as we could keep fourth place. We shouldn't be in that situation. (laughs) So, yeah, and I believe that New Mexico Colorado Springs match uh, starts about maybe an hour, hour and a half uh, before the uh, regular season finale against uh, San Diego for us. So possibly by halftime or so, we should find out the uh, the final seeding for the Western Conference by then. Yeah, actually, that, that's a good point. I, I think I might be mistaken, but I have a feeling that our game against San Diego is going to be actually the the last game of regular season for usl unless there's another 7 30 game there uh actually no i take that back it won't be the last one last two are going to be phoenix against atlanta and then los dos uh las vegas which don't think we'll have to worry too much about them or looking back at the game but yeah the new mexico game is going to be an hour before our start so at halftime we're going to know already the final picture and if we're still trying to you know save fourth place or if we still have a chance at you know uh, being in third place there as well but in order for us to be in that situation of course you know we need to get the win on sunday because as i was just saying earlier to sharon i really do think that if we don't get the win on sunday i think we're just going to be fighting for fourth place because yes we might still be three points away from colorado but you know, the moment you're not tying, the moment you're not taking advantage of it, you're only going to have two more games remaining in the season. And our last two games are against Pittsburgh and San Diego. Two tough teams. It's not going to be an easy one. I mean, if we looked at a quote-unquote easier team, it would be lost those. But if you don't get the points there, Pittsburgh Riverhounds is right now fifth in the East, 53 points. They're still trying to have a shot at third place, right? Trying to take over Tampa Bay's third place and with 55 points, Tampa Bay and Birmingham in fourth with 55 points. So they are still going to have a shot at that. 
So they're going to be trying to get the three points, move up in the table, try and get uh, the host for the first game, potentially the second game as well. And then San Diego is maybe not fighting so much for first place anymore, right? Because it's out of their reach at this point. Oh, but, yeah. You know, you they still have Colorado there. Granted, Colorado at this point can only get to 58 points, and we'd probably have to look at, you know, matchups between San Diego, Colorado to, you know, determine, you know, what the tiebreaker says. But, you know, they might still be wanting to get more points because let's remember, right? Whoever has the most points, should they make it to the grand finale, is going to host the game, you know, USL final, um, East versus West. So they're still fighting for that, right? Even though they might have second place secured by the time that they play against us, they're still going to want to get more points. And right now, overall, if we combine both tables, they're in third place overall, if we combine East and West with 58 points. So... Yeah, yeah. I would say I would say as far as the Western Conference, one and two are pretty much locked up. So right now, the only real battle aside from getting that last spot in, in the playoffs uh, at the sixth or seventh seed or whatever, the the biggest battle is going to be for third between uh, the Switchbacks and the Republic FC. So that's that's the matchup I'm looking for because at least this way, either way, and I'm not going to jinx it, but. I'm going to think for, uh, positive. I'm going to think forward. <laughs> we you know, we have a top four finish as long as we you know play uh, play everything right. Don't underestimate uh, the the remaining opponents. You know, I can definitely see us uh, hosting that the the first the playoff match. So that's definitely good steps as far as that's concerned. Yeah, and, and like I keep saying, right, it's up to us, right? It's literally up to us to get the points to move on to third place to not worry about the teams that are below you it's right there right because anything can still happen we said new mexico has four games remaining and this is the reason why i say it's critical to get the win on sunday because if you don't in worst case scenario we end up losing that game new mexico could potentially tie us right they're gonna have 46 points if they win their next game and if they win the other game to catch up to us at that point at 32 games played, it could be a rough last two games where you could have New Mexico catching up to you and, you know, us trying to save that fourth place and not, you know, end up in, in fifth place. So we need to keep a close eye on them um, and any game that they play. So we see how New Mexico does as well as the other teams below, right? Because you got El Paso. 43 points, uh, six points behind us, and same 31 games played. Again, we have nine points remaining. If El Paso were to win their games, they could potentially even be above us, right? So that, that's just uh, the thing there, too. And then you got RGB Toros right in the seventh spot, 42 points, 30 games played. Again, one less game than we do. When they catch up to us in points, should they win their next game, they would only be four points behind us. And so it's going to be quite an end of the season too. But, you know, if suddenly we go on a big losing streak, we could end up being pushed all the way down to sixth or seventh place. And that would be a disaster for us to go down last minute after being, you know, in the top four, top five for for a while. So that's why the guys need to be fully focused because, yes, we only have three games remaining, but other teams have four and anything can happen in you know these next 
couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I definitely see some more of the uh, the A A line uh, being prepped for Sunday, especially with the, some of the rest they've gotten. And I believe uh, Rodrigo Lopez uh, should be done with his uh, suspension because of the affirmation, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was two games, actually. So, oh. yeah. So we'll be Roro-less, unfortunately, for Sunday. And, yeah, I mean, it's a shame, right? But I guess the rules say that after you have your second batch of yellow cards, you, you have to serve two suspensions. So Well, brown butter on that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not, not not the best thing, but, you know, we have to deal with what we have. And, I mean, the guys are capable of getting the win. I have no doubt about it. They can do it. Oh, yeah. They just need to be ready to get the win, right? Yesterday, it seemed like they weren't focused to get the win. And I think coach just needs to reinforce how important it is to get the three points in L.A. on Sunday for the same reasons right i already mentioned earlier and to not have to have those teams behind you sneaking up on you right because we could lose our home berth so quick and it makes a big difference not being able to host that first game and you know we're probably gonna have to travel for the second game so it's it's a must not just to get to playoffs but host because we have a good team this season we made it all the way to the cup final and there should be no reason for us to not be able to host the first game. Like a top four finish is, I think, what we all expected, right, at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. with uh, how much investment was put into this team. So uh, now's the time, right, to show that we have the good team that we've seen before and that, you know, we're perfectly capable of being in the top four. I mean, I think the performances that this team has shown this season have actually deserved for the team to actually be in second place. Like, we should be there. I'm not saying first place because, yeah, San Antonio beat us in that game, and they, they were, they've been playing, I think, uh, more consistent than we have this season, and it shows in the points, of course, right? But second yeah. place should be something that we should be fighting for. There's no reason why, why we shouldn't, especially being, again, the USL team that made it into the cup final and showed everyone that we had a really good squad, so... Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's that again. Uh, next Sunday, we're traveling down to L.A. Unfortunately, no one can go watch it in person because we know that's how things roll with the Carson Galaxy. <laughs> and uh, post-pandemic, I should add, right? Because before they, they did allow, but they didn't have any fans. So they had to switch things around for um, the post-pandemic seasons. But uh, they're, they'll be gone next season. So it'll be the last time that we ever play against Los Dos um, should be an interesting match. Uh, but again, a match that we can't take for granted because LA Galaxy 2 still has a chance at making it to playoffs. And they're going to be giving it their all because if they don't, then they might be eliminated from playoff contention. So It's going to be sad because that, that means yet another team's means I'm going to have to retire now. <laughs> I mean, this, this is getting bad. I mean, as far as... All the memes that are just sitting in, in the the hall of uh, in the <laughs> hall of fame or shame or whatever on my phone, never to see the light of day again after this. Yeah, that's the sad part, right? Now they're just forever in our memories. Uh, moving on to some other news, uh, as Luis is bringing up some information here about the W League, the Stockton Cargo officially have regional foes now. Uh, of course. Uh, 
the Cardinals start next year, but there have been an announcement of four new uh, teams uh, forming the Northwest Division. Uh, these are clubs that are based uh, in Washington State and Oregon. Uh, so, some of these would be, uh, Cap- I believe it's Capital FC, uh, Lane United FC, Only Town Artesians, and Oregon Valley Football Alliance. Uh, this is definitely going to be interesting uh, because at least now, Stockton and Cargo are no longer the sole club in the Western, in the Western Coast for the W League. Which, uh, just to give a quick rundown, the W League is it's not a, a tier two. Uh, they're not a tier two soccer league. They're more of the pre-professional league. So, kind of, uh, kind of like USL League Two, if you will, uh, sort of. Uh, the players will actually have uh, amateur status while they're playing for the W League, but this will also help prepare them for a professional career. So. The USL Super League, which I'm actually going to talk about as well later, because this is definitely going to be an unsolved mystery, uh, that league. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But this is just great news to hear that the Western Conference is starting to build up for the USLW League starting next year. Yeah, no, this is really great to see more clubs in the West. And I know USL is working maybe to have some more in League One, as we mentioned earlier as well. But uh, it'll be really interesting, right? Especially for anyone who is trying to make trips out to watch the cargo away. And, and I'm sure there might be people in Stockton who would do that or, you know, families of some of the players who want to go see their players, but not maybe travel too far or save on some airfare, be able to watch some uh, nearby teams as well as explore the Pacific coast, right? Because we know that there's a lot of interesting places to go. And if you're like some of us, you know, you use your team to travel to places that you've never been to before and, uh, you know, make a little trip out of watching your team play away. So uh, it's always enjoyable to to see those teams in the West. And, you know, I, I'm all for that. Let's continue to get more teams. Uh, there's a lot of talented players in the West. So it, it's good that they are continuing to form um, this division. So already we're going to have six teams in the Western United States and the W League. So that's, that's great to hear. I mean, the four, the Northwest Division, Stockton Cargo, and Oakland Seoul. I cannot wait to see this go down and hopefully see some more teams come out West. Yeah. And I feel like Oakland Seoul is like just going to be Stockton's rival already. I could see it, right? Bay Area, Central Valley. Let's go. Should be really good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you could probably call this the uh, the ace train derby, possibly. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, form a partnership with the ace train to, you know, um, transport fans from one side to the other, should they, you know, not want to drive. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there's lots of things they could do there, but it's really exciting to see new teams join leagues and to see the USL grow more is really great, right? And I'm really glad that they have a women's league now. And that, again, we have a team that is local to us here in the Central Valley with Stockton Cargo. And as we interviewed uh, Lee Nevis, uh, which is actually their president. And if you haven't heard that interview yet, go check it out a couple episodes ago. Um, you know, he is serious about the team and... You know, he has a lot of interesting plans and, you know, we are looking forward to being there in the first game and 
uh, being able to you know witness uh, another Stockton team, but actually uh, independently owned Stockton team and one that will be out there as long as the league is there. I know that Lee is going to have uh, a team out on the pitch and and it's great because City of Stockton is in need of independently owned sport franchises because you know we know they just lost the Heat with hockey. And who knows, they might be losing the Stockton Kings as well. So uh, it's good to see independently owned teams that we know are not going to disappear because their parent team says so. So, <laughs> And then and since you mentioned the uh, the W League, let's not forget that uh, there's a second uh, women's uh, league that the USL has. In fact, that's going to uh, draw us into something we haven't had in a while. And, then, and I do apologize for it, but we're, we've got a new... USL Unsolved Mystery. Now, this Unsolved Mystery is in regards to the USL Super League. The USL Super League is a Tier 2 league as far as women's professional soccer goes because they will be uh, below the NWSL. Now, what's mysterious about this is the Super League is actually set to start off next year. Uh, however, when it comes to soccer leagues, you need to have clubs. You need to have uh, clubs set up with rosters, front office, stadiums. And right now, there has not been a single announced club for the Super League. We, I mean, people, we're cut it close like it was uh, Phoenix Rising FC trying to slot together a logo, roster, stadium, everything like that, like, like they did within 55 days. From transitioning over from Arizona United SC and Peoria over to Phoenix Rising FC and Tempe. So the Super League, I'm assuming they're going to be making announcements during the uh, USL Championship offseason. It's the only thing I can think of. Because why would you wait until this late in the game to even announce the clubs? I mean, USLW League, they, they made it knowing which clubs were joining well before the start of the league earlier this year. And and even then, they've already made announcements for expansion clubs for 2023 and possibly beyond. But the Super League, not a not a lick of information. I mean, not, and nothing to advise where they're looking to have clubs at. If there's going to be clubs that are owned by USL Championship or USL League One that are going to be part of the Super League anything like that now i have heard of some more, more rumors and uh, just fan talk uh, on the uh, usl fan based uh, discord about what clubs may potentially have teams in the super league nothing official of course uh there's been talk about possibly orange county sacramento phoenix yeah, possibly having a team once again it's is just fan talk and rumors nothing concrete but given the fact that the Republic FC have a partnership with the California Storm, I mean, who's to say? I mean, that, that could happen. Maybe the Storm joined the Super League. Maybe an entirely the new team partners with the Republic FC, or it could just be a totally independent club. But either way, why is the USL waiting until practically the last minute to make any further announcements about the Super League? Once again, this is a this is a tier two league. You've got to have plans set in motion because it's only a, only 
until August 2023 that this league kicks off because they're going with the fall to spring or fall to winter uh, that calendar. No, fall to summer season. My apologies. So, Tampa, uh, Tampa USL offices, get uh, get your brown butter in in a, in a group. Get it together. Get these teams announced. We, we're chopping at the bit. We're hoping for maybe a Sacramento-based team or or other Northern California-based or Central Valley-based team. Let us know. We want in on this. Yeah, well, this is a really good unsolved mystery that you have here. Uh, you know, I've heard of the Super League as well, and I had the same question too. You know, I was like, why isn't there any teams announced yet? You have your League Two equivalent league with USLW actually already having you know teams to start the league basically at this point, right? So it'll be interesting to see when they do announce them and why it is that they're waiting. <laughs> so long to to do so but hopefully there is a team in sacramento with that being said um just some final uh, reminders here as usual uh if you want to listen to our show and you're ready to delete the app that you're currently listening to us at no worries you can actually visit slacksoccerpod.com to listen to a show on uh your browser whether it be on your computer or on your mobile device uh, you can listen to us there as well also you can actually also leave us a voicemail if you'd like to ask us a question and you want us to address it on a future episode, uh, that is the place to do so. Or if you have an idea for the show, feel free to uh, let us know there as well. Uh, that's just your way of being able to communicate with us via voice if you'd uh, rather do that versus uh, sending us a message uh, through social media. And also speaking of social media, you can find us at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also check out our YouTube page, uh, State of the Republic to uh, be able to watch some of our past live shows and also some of the upcoming live shows that we'll be doing. Uh, we're nearing the end of the season. And as I always mention, anytime we're in off season, we are actually actively getting more interviews on the show. Some of them are going to be on the podcast. Uh, others are going to be on live shows. And also others might be um, in non-live shows, just uh, pre-recorded videos that get posted later on. So you definitely want to make sure that you're not only following us on socials, but that you hit the subscribe button on YouTube so you get notified whenever those videos get posted. But we have lots of things planned, um, including a special series of videos that will be released during the offseason. So um, we are going to be pretty busy, even though the team is not going to be playing any games. So we're still going to be continuing. We are not taking a break. <laughs> and if some of us can't make an episode, just as was the case right in the last one, then we thankfully have a great rotation players here on the State of the Republic team that step through and make sure that we have um, more hosts here on the show. So again, thank you to them and to uh, anyone else in the past who has also stepped in to um, be a host of the show. This podcast, we're just like a Republic FC. We've got roster depth. If one of us is out, we're able to get another person in, so you gotta love it. Yeah, it's been really great. I mean, there's been some episodes that I can't make it, and you know, you and Sharon have stepped up to uh, host shows as well. So it's it's really good. And so, um, all of our listeners, we'll, we'll still have shows uh, regardless of of any any one of us not being able to be on an episode. So, <laughs> so there's that. All right. Well, Jared, uh, any last uh, final parting words here before um, we say goodnight? Well, I've actually just came up with an idea within the last few minutes. 
given the fact that this uh, could well be the last time that we play against uh, Los Dos, I want to put a challenge out to our listeners uh, through social media. Uh, leading up to Sunday's match, I, if you're listening, I want you to come up with the, uh, I'll put it this way. Some of you may remember uh, the hashtag, uh, hashtag we know facts. Let's get hashtag Los Dos Facts going. Let's put out your favorite memories of us playing against uh, Galaxy 2. Any banter you want to throw against Los Dos. Because Lord knows I still remember the uh, the Diop uh, middle finger incident. And also, any memes you have about, about uh, Los Dos, <laughs> let's bring those out. So let's get hashtag Los Dos Facts going. And of course, tag us at State Republic 12. I mean, why not? I mean, it's, it's a great send-off for, for a cross-state rival, right? It, it is. Uh, I, I like that. Hashtag lost those facts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's have that going on, people, and we'll share it on socials, too, in case anyone <laughs> doesn't listen uh, right away, too. Uh, so y'all can go through memory lane and, you know, get, give us some of your history with those those that you can recall there uh, as, as we play against them for one last time. Also, I'm forgetting one thing. I'm glad I just like glanced down to my notes. And I was like, wait, Sharon mentioned hers, but you and I have not mentioned it yet. So the podcast winner dinner competition for the game on Sunday. And just as a quick mention, in the last game, all three of us got a point because Phoenix got the first yellow card. And Woo. so standings are as follows. I have 17 points. Sharon has 13 and Jared has 12. So... We're right there. We're still close. And as I keep saying, right, I mean, it, all it takes is one game. You get one or two points and one of us doesn't get for you to potentially be right there uh, close to being in the top. And, and the competition will continue onto playoffs. And there's plenty of points that will be up for grabs in that first playoff game there and any subsequent games afterwards, of course. But um, Sharon earlier, just to give a recap, she said 1-1. Gecko scoring the first goal. If he's not available, then uh, Damia would get the goal. And also Sack getting the first yellow card. So what do you say, Jared? I am going to go 2-1. Uh, we, uh, we win. Uh, first goal, I will go with uh, Damia Viader. Uh, if he's not available, I'm going to say Matt Lagrasa. And then first yellow of the match, more than likely, is going to be us. Okay. Interesting because um, I had actually pre-written mine already, but I also said 2-1, Sack winning. I see Malik scoring the first goal if he's not there. I'm going to say Connor Donovan gets the goal. And I actually say LA gets the first yellow card. So we shall see. So someone's going to get a point, as <laughs> as I always say whenever we uh, guess uh, different teams for this first yellow card. So those yellow cards could determine a lot of this competition, right? I mean, I, if you and Sharon get the yellow card for sack, then y'all could be right there, three and four points away from me. So, well, I already know I'm going to have to do some training now because more than likely I know I'll still fall behind. <laughs> but, but this is but this is good though because I actually got a security guard at my job. He's actually growing some peppers, so possibly <laughs> within the next couple weeks or so, he's going to uh, bring me a couple. So I think of it this way as training for what will eventually happen because with my luck, especially when it comes to sports bets, 
And some of y'all have seen my betting slips, knowing that my luck is the worst. In fact, I was seriously tempted to bet on Phoenix to win just to, to see them lose as a result, if that makes sense. Because I bet on, on us to beat Las Vegas. That turned out horribly wrong. I bet on us to beat Louisville. That went wrong. So you figure if I bet on the other team, the team that's playing Sacramento, more than likely that'll cause them to lose and us to win. But we'll, who knows? We'll see. Well, Jared, thanks for joining us. And, of course, also thanks to Sharon, who uh, is now uh, in the bench there, but watching us, or I should say listening to us as Jared and I spoke here after she got rotated out of the match. And also thanks to you, the listener, for listening to us tonight. As always, really appreciate it. And you help us grow State of the Republic podcast each and every single day. So have a great night, everyone. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Cue the music, Luis. (laughs) Sharon, be sure to hydrate and Luis, cue the music. Oh, now I have to cue the music. (laughs) So Sharon just said... I was muted because I had a call that just came in, so I did ah, mute. It just, it felt off. It felt like if every, in, it felt, ugh. edit, okay. I've been saying the word felt a lot. You would think I had a piece of fabric in front of me. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> and this is where you would insert, you know, Jared. <laughs> I should say I've I written my permission, my permission <laughs> give yourself permission to make a decision. yeah it's getting to that point where uh, cue the music yeah we're actually going to be using that at the end so okay so if people already heard it it's because you pre-record it too it's not like you know sharon didn't just pop at the end of the zoom and be like hey just kidding i was actually here i just wanted to see a rotation episode no she said it like two hours before uh, <laughs> that. And, and Jared didn't even hear it. But he did chuckle, though, after yeah. she said it, though. So it's like he did, but he didn't. But then after he listens to it, he's going to be like, wait, what was wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs>